Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, we have a new era upon us. There's new cars. Haas are the best. McLaren suck. Mercedes aren't good. Time to break down everything that went down from race one at the Bahrain GP. Race one done and dusted. 22 more to go. What a race it was. Amazing. I'm fired up. Klaus, do you wake? Wake up, Doris. Put on some damn clothes because there is a lot to uncover. We can't keep partying hard. It's time to get down to business. And speaking of getting down to business, it's time to hand the mic over to a man, a man that spent his whole weekend getting down and dirty, a man that's about as reliable as a Red Bull engine. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. Lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back. Relax for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, whoop. Hold on tight because it's your main squeeze, Goldie, aka the Gildopotamus. Sun's out, buns out here. At the Pimp International Circuit. I'm leathering up quite nicely, and you know where I am. But naked trackside, baby. The $53 billion, 81 mile long, 45 million seat venue, hand scrubbed by our 102 year old Doris each and every morning. You can see her over there on all fours where she likes to be comfortable. Give that filthy thing a nice scrubbing. But Doris, Doris, yeah, Doris, Doris. If you happen to come across my Furby, please, please, please just park it on up in there. As it is the Parking in My Furby show, the number one company F1 podcast 
in the entire world. According to my mum, that is. We have all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, live triangles, engine failures, and more. And what a big, big, big boy we have for you today. Round one, race one. Oh my, episode 120. Approaching you like you're a boob. And this episode is Nikita Mazepin's hand and he's ready for a big squeezel. But don't be a gloomy guest if you've missed out on the previous 119. They're on parkingmyfermate.com, the greatest website ever created that doesn't contain incest porn. Yet. Klaus is very keen to start it up with his brother Wilhelm. But what I like to do is this. I like to look down at that subscribe and follow button. I do. On that podcast listening device. I like to lick my lips. I like to give it a nice gentle spanking like it was a long lost lover. That way you will get to hear my sexy, soothing, smooth sounds three times a week. And there ain't nothing wrong with going for a little slap and tickle and a roll around in the slop. With the cool Depotamus three times a week. No, 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 no. We've got some socials as well. At Parking to my Furby, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide into those DMs. Don't slide too hard. But if you do anyway, I'll have my arms wide open ready to catch you. But what the hell are we going to talk about today? Oh, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How about the uh, Bahrain Grand Prix? Yeah, that happened over the weekend. The McLaren Woes. Yeah, how about that? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, where on Klaus is on today? Round one, he is on today. Mercedes miracle, Haas domination, and so much more. But let's not be squirming about. Change out of those clothes that you're so uncomfortable in and into the beautiful, silky, pimp embroidered robe. Leave it undone. We're all friends here. Let it hang low. Mm. Ooh. Light some candles, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Charles Leclerc, who's won twice in Formula One before from pole, is going to win from pole again and start the season off with celebrations for Ferrari. Charles Leclerc wins the Bahrain Grand Prix and it is a one-two finish for the Scuderia. Carlos Sainz comes home in second. Lewis Hamilton adds to his podium tally. He comes home in third. Let's go! Let's go! Come on! That's exactly how we should start a season. Come on! One, two, baby! One, two! Yeah! Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is exactly what you need to do. Go ahead and like him. What are you doing? What are you doing? No, Klaus. No, 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 no. Cut it, cut it, cut it out. No time for that because it's happened. Get that shit out of here, Klaus, or else I'll beat you again. I will beat you down, you worthless ass. Sorry, stupid time zones, guys. Time zones, guys. It's meant that this race has me feeling like Kelly PK after Max takes her to Plowtown, which is absolutely fucked. I don't know how you do it in the US when we're in Europe. I don't know how you do it. Because right now, these night races in the Middle East... They're killing me in Australia. They are killing me. It's not going to get any easier next week. Holy dooly. So let's jump straight into some qualifying. we got to talk about what's happened on the weekend because free practice eh, was kind of shit. We had a whole weekend of testies, so we know what's going on. 
But it was really a sit back and watch moment as we really had no idea what the fuck was actually going to happen though. We don't know what teams were going to rock up, what ones were really going to struggle. Mercedes were still believed to be sandbagging after FP3 and Ferrari were quick, but was that going to translate into a one lap shootout in qualifying? Who knows? So we start out and immediately, the Ferraris were quickest in Q1. McLaren looked fucking woeful and as predicted, Latifi and Hulkenberg were the first ones out in qualifying. But my God, that was about all I got right. Take a listen to the final stages of Q1. Klaus, roll it. This is going to get all a little bit topsy-turvy uh, towards the bottom of the timing charts as Ricardo moves out of the bottom five, but only just. He is still very much at risk, one of whom is his teammate Lando Norris as uh, Kevin Magnussen goes fifth fastest once again. Norris goes sixth fastest, super lap uh, from him, and this is going to be first time Daniel Ricardo has been out-qualified by a teammate in Bahrain. Lance Stroll stays in the bottom five, couldn't find any more pace in the Aston Martin. That's a disappointing start for them this season with Hulkenberg down in 18th. Mick Schumacher goes across the line. He's 11th. Yuki Tsunoda only 15th. Looking now for uh, uh, Joe Guan Yu around the corner. We can ride on board actually with the uh, Alfa Romeo. And done it. He has done it. 13th gets himself out of the bottom five. Sonoda's down in that bottom five. Nico Hulkenberg would like to get a little bit higher up. He crosses the line and Hulkenberg goes ahead of his teammate Lance Stroll, but sadly out of qualifying. And that is a disappointing result. Not just for Aston Martin, but McLaren too. Albon just getting through for Williams, just in 15th place there, Alex Albon. So uh, he'll be satisfied with that. Nico Hulkenberg. Fair play. And he's out-qualified his teammate, Lance Stroll. Yeah, it won't mean much, though, against the 17th and 19th starting positions for Aston Martin. So as you heard there, it was a scurry to get to the line, but the big, 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 big outs in Q1, the real shockers were the other three, not Latifi, not Hulkenberg. Sunoda. He was gone. Alpha Tauri, Sunoda. Bang. Lance Stroll. Because you're a rich boy and you know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. And of course he can. And a big dick. Danny Rick gives your girl the bone. Darren Avocado slowed down by the sledgehammer between his legs as well as a very shitty car. He was missing out. Hulkenberg finished ahead of Latifi. Stroll and Ricardo. Amazing effort for a guy that doesn't even have a graphic on the screen in qualifying because he is such a late call-up. I expected more from Yuki Tsunoda, however, considering the pace we all know that AlphaTauri has and what Gasly can actually do in it. I'd expect him to be pushing for a Q3 spot, but nevertheless, that's Q1 done and dusted. Let's move on to Q2. Yeah, Q2, where we see both Haas's. That's right. None of them have been eliminated and we're talking about Q2. What a fucking world we live in now, eh? So Q2 was interesting because of a few reasons. First of all, the tyre rule changed. So whatever you qualify on in Q2, you don't need to start on in the race anymore if you're in the top 10. And also I found out instead of saying Guan Yu Zhou, I should be saying Zhou Guan Yu. And if that's what the man wants to be called, then that's what he's going to get. I want to be called Professor Big Penis. 
That's that's what we need to refer to me as from now on. But it was the Red Bull back on topic, you two, just ahead of the Ferraris of Carlos Sainz. Smooth operator. The smooth operator. The smooth operator. Smooth operator. And Charles Leclerc. Perez was P4 and it was promising. But what was great to see was two Mercs. Only two and three tenths off the pace with Hamilton and Russell in fifth and sixth. This is Q2, mind you. But yeah, Kevin Magnussen, a.k.a. the Viking Princess, was P7 in Q2. Sorry. I just want to say that one more time. Kevin Magnussen was P7 in Q2. Two tenths down on the Mercedes in a fucking huss. Don't worry, it'll get better in Q3 too. Bottas and Gasly sneak through with Alonso. Zoguan Yu is first out because his track time was deleted for exceeding track limits. Now, that's a bit unlucky considering Perez in Q1 went wider than my ex-girlfriend's mother and was basically driving the car through the grandstands in Q1 and he wasn't penalised for it whatsoever. Albon was knocked out along with Lando Norris who was behind Mick Schumacher and Esteban Ocon. Wow, fucking Huss. Take a listen to all of that unfold, Klaus. Valtteri Bottas moves up into eighth place, last 10 seconds before the checkered flag. Bottas is doing all he can. Uh, Joe Guanyu sadly misses out on Q3 on his Formula One debut. Lando Norris, uh, 12th, goes ahead of Joe Guanyu, pushes Albon down to 14th. And uh, Guo Yu has lost his track time. It lost his time because of track limits at turn five. First one we've seen that have a track uh, limits violation this weekend. Sergio Perez goes fourth fastest. Uh, Fernando Alonso next to cross the line and the all pink Alpine will see the checkered flag gets in to the top 10 puts his teammate Ocon at risk Valtteri Bottas at risk too Russell fifth fastest ahead of his teammate Lewis Hamilton who now crosses the line and replaces him and he's not too far then off the Red Bulls either just three tenths of a second between Verstappen and Hamilton Pierre Gasly as you can see fastest overall in the first sector can Gasly on a track he absolutely adores get into the top 10 he can pushes Esteban Ocon out of the top 10 Valtteri Bottas does make it but at the last gasp Pierre Gasly forces that Alpha Tauri into the top 10 he'll take part in Q3 uh, very interesting there so Mercedes then kind of in the a little bit in the zone but three to five tenths off the pace yeah Mercedes only three to five tenths off the pace let's see if that's the same in Q3 Spoiler alert, they're fucking not. Q3 time, enough foreplay. Get your genitals out and start going full penny because this is the business end of qualifying. So let's pick up the action straight away and take a listen to the last minute and 20 seconds of Q3 when all the shit hit all the fucking fan harder than Grosjean into a barrier a few seasons ago. Klaus, roll it! Mercedes on the back foot. They've not been sandbagging. They've been very insistent on that. And they've got problems with that car, but they've overcome a lot of it so far uh, this weekend. But Russell still quite a way off the pace, according to that time. 
So Leclerc just seven hundredths off the best first sector time. Carlos Sainz has gone a little bit quicker than his teammate through that first sector. Uh, we wait to see Max Verstappen uh, going through the first part of the lap. The two Ferraris trying to stretch their advantage, and it's only a slender one out in front. George Russell to the end of the middle sector. Still doesn't look to have been the greatest lap for him. Hamilton four tenths quickest through that middle sector. Verstappen goes a tenth quicker than Carlos Sainz through the first part of this lap. George Russell getting towards the end of his final lap in qualifying here under the lights in Bahrain tonight. It's not going to be pole position, not going to be anywhere near pole position. He stays sixth fastest. That could be challenged by those behind him. Hamilton stays fifth fastest. Charles Leclerc, uh, we look to see him as Valtteri Bottas crosses the line and goes sixth fastest ahead of George Russell. Charles Leclerc next to cross the line. Provisional pole for Charles Leclerc, who's taken pole here in Bahrain before. His teammate Carlos Sainz, though, what can he do to challenge it? What can Max Verstappen do uh, to challenge it as well? Sainz crosses the line. He's missed out on a pole position. Leclerc beats him by a tenth. So it's Leclerc against Verstappen. Verstappen against Leclerc. The Dutchman, the world champion, who was on pole here this time last year crosses the line now and he misses out on pole it's ferrari that get pole position in bahrain charles leclerc will hear the cheers of the crowd he won't see the celebrations in the garage but he, but he will feel the scuderia applauding loudly ferrari back on pole position let's go baby let's go come on Come on, I knew it was in it. I just had to put everything together. So it wasn't a very clean session for me. Well, well, well. Look what we have here. Charles Leclerc getting a pole like he was a stripper making her way through college. Max Verstappen in P2. The smooth operator in P3. Perez P4. Hamilton just ahead of Bottas P5. But this time Bottas is in an alpha fucking Romeo. K-Mags. Kevin Magnussen, a.k.a. the Viking Princess, in a house is in P7, Alonso P8, and George... George... George Russell in P9? Mr... Mr. Saturday? <laughs> a full second off his teammate with Pierre Gasly in P10. Sorry, what was that George Russell was saying to Bottas in Imola last year? That Bottas in a Mercedes shouldn't be racing for position in P9? Uh, uh-oh... <laughs> Looks like karma not only came back to bite you, but full-blown take your pants down and give you the old hokey-pokey as well. Russell, pull your finger out, mate. That is not good enough, but enough setting the mood. No need to continue lighting the candles and applying the oils because it's time to get down and dirty in the race itself. It's race time, baby. Woo! With a new tyre rule, all cars started on the soft tyre, apart from McLaren. The team that seems to have all their shit together and know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> I'm sure that won't come back to bite them in the bum. They'll be up the front of the grid for sure, and it was a clean start. No collisions, no stalls, no parts flying off. The only issue we had out there was Valtteri Bottas must have had the car in reverse with the amount of places he dropped. He started in P6 and went back eight spots in the opening few laps. Esteban Ocon was getting a bit touchy-feely with Mick Schumacher and got himself a nice cheeky five-second penalty as a result. What, you don't believe me? That a Haas was ahead of Alpine and comfortably battling for P10? 
Take a listen to the start of the race, Klaus. Brand new season, brand new dawn for Formula One. It's the Bahrain Grand Prix. And it's lights out and away we go. Brilliant start then for Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton already trying to get past uh, uh, Carlos Sainz, but it's Leclerc on the inside ahead of Verstappen. Carlos Sainz stays in third, Perez on the inside now with Lewis Hamilton. There's a little bit of a kerfuffle going on through turn two, but Leclerc makes it into the lead. And Hamilton has got half a car length, now a whole car length ahead of Sergio Perez. And now he's been challenged as Perez by Kevin Magnussen. Leclerc into turn four from Verstappen. Sainz, Hamilton on the inside now of Kevin Magnussen, and then comes Perez and Russell. Yes, uh, Perez got out of shape coming out of turn two. Had to get out of the throttle. That cost him two places in the end as he tried to get back up alongside Lewis Hamilton. Meanwhile, the FIA stewards have decided Esteban Ocon should be given a five-second penalty for causing a collision. That, I think, goes along with what the FIA were saying from those guidelines. Kevin Magnussen, a.k.a. the Viking Princess, was just sitting there in P5. Yeah, K-Mags. I'll say it again because it still shocks me. K-Mags in a Haas is P5 ahead of Perez, ahead of Russell on lap three and was struggling to keep control of his car, locking up multiple times and getting him a nice cheeky little flat spot on turn one. This allowed Perez to finally get past the pesky Haas. Take a listen to that unfold. Sergio Perez is trying to get a bit closer to Kevin Magnussen himself and we'll see with these new regulations whether it is much easier. The follow is a lock up there from Kevin Magnussen going into turn one. Gives half a sniff to Sergio Perez to try and get past. He couldn't do it out of turn three, but he might. On the run now down to turn four, Magnussen moves to the inside to try and cut him off. Perez is going to have to go the long way round. Magnussen's got that one covered and as Perez can get him on the exit of turn four and Perez, the wily old campaigner, might be a front tyre ahead going down the hill he's now a whole car ahead going down the hill Magnuson gave him the chance Perez said thank you very much then there was what I think is the moment of the race lap 17 this is so encouraging for the new cars in this new season we had about three or four laps of Verstappen and Leclerc battle each other for the lead the Red Bull with some ridiculous speed with the DRS down the main straight I mean ridiculous Felt like he was diving down the inside from about 10 car lengths behind. It was amazing to watch as Verstappen overtakes Leclerc into turn one, three laps in a row, only for Leclerc to get him back on turn four in those three laps as well. Amazing back and forth. Max probably would have done some damage to those tires within this battle and potentially damaged the car as well. But wow, if this is a sign of things to come, I'm fully throbbed at the thought. I'm lead singer of Matchbox 20. I'm Throb Thomas. I'm James Hardon. I'm former International Olympic Committee leader Dick Pound. Klaus, fucking roll it! Lap 17 and the fastest lap of this race goes to Max Verstappen who's going now for the lead of the race and in a shower of sparks makes his way into turn one ahead of Charles Leclerc. Tried to get past Leclerc as he came out of the pits, had to wait a lap, but now can Leclerc with DRS get back at Verstappen? We're heading towards turn four. This has been a bit of a problem for these two in the past. No problem this time for Charles Leclerc. Can he stay on track? Then it's just as he retakes the lead from Max Verstappen. And Leclerc immediately tries to move around to break the slipstream. And uh, you can do that gently uh, once or twice, but you can't do it at the last moment. 
And has he covered the He's doing it again. He's going for it again, Max Verstappen. And he's got a quarter of a car length in front. Now they come out of turn two. And he's got a couple of car lengths in front, Max Verstappen. That was so far back. But once again, Leclerc's got the DRS. This time he's got the inside line. Forces Max a little bit wide. Goes into turn four. Leclerc, for the second lap running, has retaken the lead and has come out of turn four ahead. This is absolutely epic. Leclerc's using his battery pack in an attack or defensive mode, rather. Here he goes. Look Here he goes. Here he goes. Different. He's doing it. He... It's miles different. Oh, Ooh, that's a big old lock up, Max. Well, this time he locks up, but did you hear the cheers of the crowd who are absolutely loving this under the lights in Bahrain? Uh, this time around, Charles Leclerc, with the aid of that lock up, has got the advantage going into turn four, and he should be far enough ahead to keep that advantage as well. Red Bull decided to shake some shit up and go for another pit stop and have a stab and lose track position to Science, but give him the freshest, softer tyres. That was until something happened to nullify that decision entirely because we settled into a nice little rhythm of all giggling and crying and laughing at the McLaren struggles. In fact, the bottom six cars were all powered by Mercedes at this point. Looked like Red Bull engine is far superior, but then Gasly decided to give us a little bit of entertainment by catching on fire. That's when shit started hitting the fan for all the Red Bulls, but the safety car gave this race a lovely little jolt. Listen to what took place, Klaus. Max, is the wheel heavy in both directions? So both left hand and right hand? Everywhere, everywhere, it's not even smooth. Well, it's going to slow down because we're going to get a safety car here because Pierre Gasly's Alpha Tauri has overheated and has caught fire. The marshal straight on there with the extinguisher, but that is a very, very hot Alpha. Real disappointment for him, and we could see Martin. Yeah, it's a complete power failure look from his dashboard's gone completely, so it's not an engine blow. All of a sudden, it's lap 50 now, and the safety car is coming in after all, and I repeat, all lapped cars were able to unlap themselves. Take a listen to that. And this is Max's favourite trick, isn't it? Yeah. Trying to hustle the guy who's uh, about it. And uh, he's left himself very tight on that last corner, actually, has Max. And so it's no wonder helped. the Ferrari disappeared. It's not helped. And look, science is right on the tail of Max Verstappen as they head down the straight. Leclerc is away and off into the distance. Science is alongside Max Verstappen. Leclerc leads. Verstappen on the inside. Science on the outside. Verstappen stays ahead. Going into turn one. Sergio Perez almost collected by Lewis Hamilton who was arriving at a, late, a rate of knots. But now it's Leclerc towards turn four from Verstappen. Then comes Carlos Sainz and Sergio Perez. Hamilton, Russell and then Kevin Magnussen. Leclerc pulled away nicely and Verstappen was left to defend against the smooth operator. That's exactly what he is. Smooth operator. Smooth operator. But then lap 54 happened. Bye bye, Max. Bye-bye. Klaus, you know what to do. Hey, what's going on with the battery? Battery, fine. No, it's not. I have no real, what the f*** is this? Carlos Sainz pulls out to the inside and overtakes Max Verstappen. And it's a Ferrari 1-2 here in Bahrain as Carlos Sainz moves up into second place. 46 races since they last won. Ferrari are 1-2 here.
We can see the issue, Max. It's not battery related. Now what do you want me to do? There's not a lot we can do. And will Verstappen now be passed by his teammate Sergio Perez? Yes, he has been. And he's been passed by Hamilton. And he's been passed by Russell. Okay, try to make it into the pit lane, please, Max. Max Verstappen is out of the race. Final lap time and Perez suffered the same fate and his engine just switched off. Hamilton and Russell were able to get by and pick up the third and the fourth. Hear what happened. Take a listen. I'm losing power. Hamilton's got DRS once again. And can he get close enough to Sergio Perez? Not on this occasion. You can see the bumps of the porpoising there that is just unsettling the car into that first braking zone. And Perez has been spun round. Sergio Perez has lost it on turn two. Hamilton, looking for damage limitation, has seen the damage to the Red Bull and he's going to pick up another podium. This is incredible. And it was just under traction. Charles Leclerc went on to win it all. Carlos Sainz in second place. Lewis Hamilton in third and Russell in fourth. K-Mag, the Viking princess in the house in fifth. Valtteri Bottas clawed his way back in that Alfa Romeo and got himself sixth. What a race and ending that was. Amazing effort by Mercedes just doing their own thing. Keeping to themselves and out of trouble to pick up a nice little cheeky three and four. But it was all about Ferrari. And Leclerc and Sainz put on a fucking clinic. Getting the maximum 44 points that a team can get on a weekend. Woo! So what are my thoughts on that? I'll tell you my damn thoughts. Ferrari are scary good. McLaren and Mercedes better get their fucking shit together. And they are all lucky Red Bull's engine decided to go kaput. But now it's time for... Your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Ooh, I am a stat man. How's this short, sharp, and shiny one? Zhou Guan Yu scored as a rookie driver in his first ever race. Yeah? He was the 60-something driver to have ever done that. Pretty good stat. So glad I could remember it before starting to record this episode. Okay, let me give you one where there is actually some certainty to it. Bottas has now 102 consecutive Q3 appearances. Australia 2017, all the way up to Bahrain 2022. Amazing effort considering this one was done in an alpha fucking Romeo. How's that for your stat of the week? He's a stat man. Oh, that was a good stat. It was good. Yeah, such a good stat. So good. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. You know it was. Ooh. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, everybody, gather round. Because I get embarrassed. Do you get embarrassed as well? I think everybody does. Now it's time for the embarrassment sandwich. Because all the Formula One drivers do embarrassing things just like you and me. Embarrassment sandwich. Ooh, I'm hungry. Embarrassment sandwich. It's time to eat an embarrassment sandwich. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm peckish. I'm starving. Give me that embarrassment sandwich for those of you that are new to the podcast or don't know. The embarrassment sandwich is where... We point out something incredibly embarrassing from the weekend, but we can't be so critical. They're Formula One drivers. They're teams that spend millions. They deserve to be there. What have I done? So it's only fair that we sandwich that in between two embarrassing moments for myself right now as well. So embarrassing moment number one. When I was in high school, I for the first year of high school, I couldn't spell the word mirror. I, I don't know what was wrong with me. I spelled it M-I-R-R-O-W. Miro. Yeah. Embarrassing. Embarrassment sandwich. McLaren. That's that's it. That's the whole embarrassment. What the hell was that team even doing there? Change those chrome wheel covers to Netscape Navigators. That's how slow and horrible they were. My God. They were bad. They were so bad. Like, you know, when Norris came out and said, oh, yeah, we're going to be competing against the, ha- against the Haases this year. They're going to be our main rival. Really? Really? Right now you're competing against Formula 2 teams. That's how slow you are. That's embarrassing. The fact that you're signed on for another four years with them, you're putting your hopes and your career and your dream of becoming a world champion... You can't even look at world championship now as as a future for you. Right now, you've got to look at, will I ever get a podium again? Will I ever get a point again? Will I ever get my first win? Lando Norris, that's how dire this is getting. You should be panicked. You should be worried because right now, the performance from that McLaren team, that's embarrassing. An embarrassing moment. I, as an adult, have shat myself three times. Yes, Yes, I'm a grown man, and I've done a poo on my pants three times as an adult. That is embarrassing sandwiches. Now, everybody, gather round, because I get embarrassed. Do you get embarrassed as well? I think I just told you. I think everybody does. We all do. Now it's time for the embarrassment sandwich, Mm. because all the Formula One drivers do embarrassing things just like you and me. Embarrassment sandwich. Ooh, I'm hungry. Embarrassment sandwich. It's time to eat an embarrassment sandwich. Klaus. Klaus, have you ever done anything embarrassing? Klaus, have you? 
Yeah, well, one time... Klaus, I don't want to hear it right now because I have explosive diarrhea. You need to entertain the people. You know what to do. For generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who was going to talk about all the racing? Why, Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme Show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host, Caldi. What a massive first half that was. A first half so big that it struggles to get into an elevator because of the weight capacity. It's that damn big. We've covered off the race itself, stat of the week, embarrassment sandwich, what a first half, but don't go anywhere. A second half that is just as big and we'll leave you hobbling for days afterwards. That's how big it is. We've got the good, the bad, and the ugly and so, so, so much more. Also, make sure you subscribe and follow on the podcast listening device of your choice because the show's coming up. They're going to be bangers as we start previewing the Saudi Arabia GP and all the fallout from Bahrain in the next couple of episodes. Woo! I'm fired up, classy fired up. I'm, I'm looking at Doris up there in the penthouse suite with the Legends. She's fired up. She's fired up with the Legends Club members handing out double Midoris on ice. Klaus, I'm rambling. Fade me out, Klaus. That's it. And the music too. There we go, big boy. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. What are you doing? What the hell are you doing? Don't just sit there going like those damn socials right now. I post some funny stuff. I'll give you some memes. And we've got a little giveaway coming up in the next couple of days as well on the Instagram at Parking in My Firm. You know where to look. This one's going to be a doozy. But now, I don't know, let's try something a little bit different. You listen to the show, you give it five stars. You go to Apple Podcasts and you give it five stars. What are you waiting for? Give it five, give it five, not four, not six, but give it five. And I'll read your review out on the show, no matter what you say. I just want you to know, give it five stars, give it five stars, give it five stars. And I will read it out. Please go now, please go now and give it five stars. And I will read out your review no matter what you say. Slide into your DMs like every day. Five stars. Five stars. I sound like an angel. Can you tell I made this whole thing up a five star? Oh, my Lord. Oh, I'm tearing up. I'm tearing up. Klaus, hand me the tissues. Hand me the tissues. I am tearing up. But you know what the deal is. Go over to Apple Podcasts. Leave a nice little five-star review. No matter what you write down, every five-star review will be read out on the show. No matter what. So go ahead. Give it five stars. And it doesn't need to be Apple Podcasts either. You can go Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any one of your podcasts listening Devices, apps, platforms. There we are. We'll go with platforms. That seems to be the right one. So we're going to have a first little look here at John Boy 001 over on Apple Podcasts. 
F1 for fun people. That is a title. Oh, I like it, baby. It's got me lured in straight away. If you want Formula One podcasts that give you all the important information while still being entertaining and not dry, then Cordy is the man for you. This podcast has everything. Bikinis, a German man, silk robes, and even singing. It's basically the Monaco GP, but for your ears. Oh, Johnny boy. Jumboy001. Thank you for the love, my man. Thank you for the love. I mean... Monaco GP's got a bit shit lately, but I'll take it. I'll still... T- I think he meant it as a compliment. Not that it's it's difficult to watch for a few hours at a time, but no, I think he meant it as a compliment. John Boy 001 made the assumption you're male as well. How dare I assume your gender. Moving on, the next five-star review, Matt Hard. Matt Hard. Already love the name. Park it in my firm, eh? The title. Whew. Plain and simple, baby. Pimpin' ain't easy. Whoa. He writes, My ball sack is so wrinkly that Doris thought it was her own skin. But that's okay, because it was dripping in oils from me listening to the latest parking in my Fermé. I'm a billionaire from cashing in Cordy's predictions. Haven't watched the race in years because he spoils them. I think Klaus should be replaced by Michael Massey. Klaus, you hearing this? You put this in the run sheet. You... You agree with him? Do you even want to be here, Klaus? Matt Hard, amazing review. Love it. You two are amazing. Anyone else that wants their reviews read out on the show, you know where to go. Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever platform it is called these days. Who actually knows? Give it five stars. Leave a review. The rules are simple. Whatever you do, whatever you do down there, as long as it's five stars, I'll read it. Oh, I'll read it. Yeah, you bet it. You bet your sweet behind I'll be reading that out. But Klaus, Klaus, I'm getting hot and bothered. I didn't change into my embroidered pimp silk robe. I didn't do it. I thought I was comfortable enough. Turns out I'm not. I'm, I'm sweating here. I'm moving side to side. Please hand me one. Oh, oh, fits beautifully. Well, what size is that? Oh, you mean one of the larger ones for the big husky honky chonky boys. Whoop! Why on earth would I create silk robes, shirts, hoodies that are multiple sizes when I can save money and just get something something one size fit all? No, 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 no. That's not how we do things here at the Pimp Merch Stand. We get sizes for everyone. We include everyone here. We're not the W Series. If you have a penis and you want to race in my league, you could do so. And you know why we've done that? Do you know why we've done that? We give the people what they want. Oh man, we gotta give the people what they want, Klaus. What are you drinking there? Is I know, I know what, I know what it's meant to be. It's meant to be coffee, isn't it? But I can smell it. It's, oh, it's Jamison's. You disgust me. But you're looking good at the same time because you're drinking out of the pimp. Mug, there's two varieties to choose from the retro edition or the vintage edition. Yeah, we go old school. It doesn't even matter. You know why I'm giving you the varieties, the cup sizes, the mug sizes? Well, I gotta give you. I give the people what they want. I gotta give the people what they want. And what I don't want you people to think about, to concern yourself with, 
There's extra costs, extra fees and charges, extra taxes, shipping. No, no, no. Because I see you. You go along to the merch store, parkingmyfermate.com slash merch, link in description, or you visit one of the 73 merchandise stands around the Pimp International Circuit. Oh, run by Doris. She does a fantastic job as long as you're not staring at her cleavage when she wears that yellow bikini. Bit wrinkly. She's 107. Keep your eyes up. Thank you very much. But you go there and you see the prices and you get excited, but then you think to yourself, oh, how's he selling him such high-quality merch at that price? Surely he's just tacking on a little bit extra for the shipping and that's he's going to pocket that. Well, I don't know. How about free shipping worldwide? We give the people what they want. Free shipping worldwide is what the people want. Oh, you want 5% off? Podcast exclusive five when you're checking out. You got to Woo! give the people oh, damn. We give the people what they want. Oh, you want even more? Go to the Patreon, sign up and become a legend today. We've got our legends. They're up in the penthouse suite. Unlimited double Midori's on ice. Doris is feeding them to him right now. Caleb, Chris, John. Getting a bit handsy with Doris. Please stop. Austin, the queen in the Legends Club. She's having a good time as well. If you want to join them, go to that Patreon. And you know why I've mentioned it? Because you'll get an extra 20% off anything in the merch store with your super, super, super secret promo code. I've done that because I like to give the people what they want. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, we had a race on the weekend. We did. It's true. There was some good. There was certainly some bad. And there was a little bit of ugly. So let's get started. That's it, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly from the Bahrain GP. This is where we go through everything that was good, because we're, we're nice people. But again, I'm not a nice person as well. I need to point out all the flaws, all the bad that happened out there as well. Don't get me wrong, there was a lot of good, a lot of good. But the people that do bad, they need to be called out. And then there's the ugly, because there was one thing I want to point out. That was downright hideous. Oh, I think my eyes have cancer. Yeah, that's how ugly it was. It was so ugly, not even I would kiss it after five beers. Not even Klaus would make out with it right now, and Klaus is a filthy, filthy, filthy man. Isn't that right, Klaus? Well, I'm I'm German, by the way. Shut up, Klaus. We know you're German. Jesus Christ, Klaus. Maybe, maybe, maybe Matt Hard was right. Maybe I get Michael Massey in here. I mean, you couldn't do worse than you. Anyway, okay, all right, all right. Let's get right into it because we're going to have to start off with the good. And straight away, the good Ferrari. 
Oh my god, they were good. They were so good. They were dialed in, no problems. They had the perfect weekend. Pole position, fastest lap, one-two finish. That's all you can ask for. The good Charles Leclerc as well. Because he was under pressure from Max on lap 17, 18, 19, and he held his own. There's not too many drivers on the grid that get into a scrap with Max Verstappen and stay in front. Live to tell the tale. Not take both of them out. Great work, Charles Leclerc. Jert the Leclerc. The good Carlos Sainz. The smooth number end. Not going to play it again. Not going to play it again. Or will I? No, I won't. Not yet. Or will I? No, I won't. Not yet. Or will I? He's a smooth operator. Oh, I will, baby. Woo! Smooth operator. Uh. Uh. Not a hair on his body. Oh, he's so smooth. All right, all right. Back into the good, though. We're going to also talk about Max Verstappen. I'm going to give him a good. I don't think he did too much wrong out there. I don't think so. I think the Ferraris were a lot quicker. But I think, my God, he, in those straights, that battle with Leclerc I was talking about before, probably ruined his tyres. Got a bit whiny on the radio. I didn't really like that. But I don't think Max did actually that much wrong. It was the engine that cocked it. The good. Kevin Magnussen, a.k.a. the Viking Princess, in a house. What'd he get? P5? Don't mind if I do. Woo! K-Mags, 10 points. Right now, Haas are third in the Constructors' Championship. Haas are third. What the hell? Red Bull last, by the way. The good. The bot bot. Valtteri Bottas in an Alfa Romeo P6. Qualified P6. Went a little bit backwards at the start, but held his own. He looked really, really comfortable out there. Great work by him. The good. Zhou Guan Yu, rookie driver getting himself some points. Would have been very easy for him to shit the bed and go towards the back end of the grid, especially in that alpha. But Bottas has proved that alpha's looking all right. So Zhou Guan Yu's looking all right out there as well. The good. Mick Schumacher in the house. Look, I know P11, he missed out on points. Or P12, P11? I think P11. Just missed out on a point. But my God, he looked pretty switched on as well. He was good in those battles. He looked very, very handy in that wheel-to-wheel. The midfield's going to really open up. They could go for best of the rest right now. I know they're going to have Mercedes to deal with later on. They're going to get better and better. Red Bull, obviously, if they have no issues, they're going to be ahead. But, you know, maybe a fourth. Maybe a fourth or a fifth there for Haas. <laughs> They'll be laughing. Whole bunch of cash coming in. No more pay drivers needed for them. The good... Red Bull's in the DRS zone. Holy shit. Max Verstappen lunging in on Charles Leclerc. Absolute sight to behold. That was incredible to watch. The good. Alpine, kind of? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I had them down as good, but the more I think about it, I don't think Ocon was that impressive. I don't even think Alonso was that impressive, but Alpine were that was just better than a lot of teams that had shit days. I think that was it. The good Naomi Schiff. Whew. She gives me a full shiffy. Mm. Thing is standing straight up. Seemed to know her stuff. Not massive fan of the outfit she was wearing, but being in the Middle Eastern country probably had some limitations on what she can and can't wear. But my God, she is 
bit better look out than Damon Hill, who I am sick and tired of. Kick him to the curb. Give me more Naomi Schiff. <laughs> it's I moan backwards, by the way. Oh, my. The good Pirelli tyre degradation. There is a lot of good, I told you. Those Pirelli, Pirelli's? Those Pirelli's were dropping off very, very, very nicely indeed. Well, we have three stops, four stops, some people. It was just amazing to watch. This is what needs to happen. Tires need to drop off, really throw a spanner in the works, see what happens. The good. Natalie Pink. Oh, she's 44 and she's perfect. Don't you dare say otherwise. Wouldn't mind exploring her pit entry or back straight, placing my front wing into the pink indeed. Woo! The good. Yuki Sonoda. His race. His race was pretty good. Like, he got up there, he got some points. I, I like Yuki Sonoda's race. I thought it was pretty, pretty handy. But that is the good. Oh, but now it's time for the bad. Oh. Straight away, the bad. Yuki Sonoda's qualifying. Oh, my God. Horrible. It was out in Q1. It was out. I Right now, year two in that car, I'm expecting him to get into Q3 every single time, especially if McLarens have shat the bed. They should be right up there. Aston Martin's out of here. Williams out of here. McLaren's out of here. They should be competing with the Alfa Romeos and the Haases. Yes, I said that, and I'm not even flinching. The bad. George Russell, P9 in quali? Off the pace? So far behind Lewis, over a second behind Lewis in qualifying. You're Mr. Saturday? You're Mr. Saturday. Get it together. That was horrendous. You are lucky to get a fourth. You are lucky. The bad. The stewards with track limits. I didn't want track limits to be a topic. It's not a massive one. It wasn't race deciding or anything like that, but Perez and Quali in Q1. He ran very, very wide. Nothing. Nada. I thought the white line was the track limits. But no, you've chopped and changed your mind again. The bad. Aston Martin. Looks like they'll finish last in the constructors. They'll be competing with McLaren. Sorry, McLaren and Aston Martin are going to fight it out for last in the constructors. Yes. The racing point that was the best of the rest a couple of seasons ago with the McLaren that was fighting it out for the best of the rest last two or three seasons and now fighting it out for bottom of the table. They were horrible. The bad. David Croft. He was stumbling over some words. He didn't feel smooth in there. I don't know. First race jitters or something. Wasn't great. Martin Brundle. I felt Martin Brundle was bad as well. We wasn't listening to half the things David Croft said. They were repeating each other, talking over each other. Like it was just, it wasn't great. The bad. Damon Hill. Worst takes and predictions in the sport. Hasn't said anything racist or stupid this week though. But he's just the old white man who's out of touch. I don't want to hear from him. The sport has changed. The people have changed. I just don't give a shit what Damon Hill has to say anymore. The bad. Mercedes. I mean, it goes without saying. Yes, they got a third. Yes, they got a fourth. But they were bad. I mean, Hamilton was good. Like, I mean, the Hamilton did well. Russell did horrible. 
Hamilton did well with what he had, got himself on the podium, had a clean race, a lot of feedback back and forth with the team. He, he did his thing. He, he looked good out there. He's thinking the crowd. He was having a good time. A lot of it could have been really negative and down in the dumps. But Mercedes, they were bad. Woof. But that's the good and the bad done. That's the entree and dessert and main all, all done. We've had all the nice things in the world. But now it's time for a little bit of ugly. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Ugly. Formula One TV graphics person. Person in charge of graphics. My gosh. You put Mohammed bin Salayan, his name up under the wrong Middle Eastern dressed person there. Then you put Kevin Magnuson was in a fight against Kevin Magnuson at the bottom of your screen. You, you need to be switched on. Come on. Aren't you doing some F2 races as well? Get warmed up with those. Practice in the off-season by looking at some older races and just pretending to put your own graphics up over the top of them. It's not hard. That was ugly. It really was. I'm not usually that picky with it, but, you know, it's race one. Come on. I don't know where I'm supposed to look. You're supposed to tell me. The ugly. McLaren. It's done. McLaren, it's done. Pack your things up. Pack it in. Start focusing on 2023. Hopefully you can get it right. I doubt you will. But that, ladies and gentlemen, was the good, the bad, and the ugly. How did I go? Did I get any of it right? Let me know over on the socials. Ah, park it in my family. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Woo! Damn. But ladies and gentlemen, episode 120 done and dusted. We've done. Covered off everything to do with the Bahrain Grand Prix. But... If I just happen to miss a couple of things, that's what Wednesday's show is for in a couple of days' time. And we're also going to start gearing you up for the Saudi Arabia GP as well over there in Jeddah. Now, the horrible time zone time for us here in Australia, but I'm sure everyone around the world is going to love it. They actually put on a pretty decent race last year. Very surprising, to be perfectly honest. But of course, go to the website, parkingitbyfermate.com to download all the rest of the podcast. They're all there, ready for you. Pick yourself up something nice in the merch store. Use Podcast Exclusive 5 or sign up to be a Patreon. Link in description, patreon.com slash parkingitbyfermate. If you sign up and join the Legends Club, the Legends Club, You'll get a shout out every single episode as well as a super secret special code to get yourself something pretty over there in the merch store. Extra 20% off as well, if you don't mind. I'm looking up right now in the penthouse. Wait, they're sipping away. They're having a good time. They're partying hard. It's Austin, Caleb, Chris, and John, the legends of the Parker in My Ferme. But guys, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network.